spread one love, okay? Thanks for tuning in to us, the Eminem Show. back with another fresh live episode <laughs> of the Eminem show. Yeah. All right. Jazzy. Just kind of came out that way today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our viewers. Thanks for tuning in to another uh, super fresh, live, quirky, who knows where we'll go episode of the Eminem Show. Coming at you live from the One Love Massive headquarters in historic Shaw, Washington, D.C. Loop, loop. Shout out, D.C. <gasps> what is that? I don't know. What was that? That's Jasmine. so amazing. I think we got um, a lot of things going on. Oh, it I sounded mean. like some group Kegel exercises <laughs> over there. Oh, there that are. was your voice. <laughs> 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 it, so, oh, that was me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So for our viewers, before we went live, we were just talking about uh, doing your Kegel exercises <laughs> and uh, how important they are and that apparently they're not just for women, they're for men too. <laughs> but, you know, we'll have to get a Kegel expert on the show so we can explore <laughs> that. But um, I want to know, how are you ladies doing this week? <laughs> Do I have to <laughs> sing my response? <laughs> no, but I will tell you, um, I'm having a really good week um, <coughs> and I'm happy. And when, some really good when I'm happy, I sing just little jingles and make everything into a jingle. So I've been singing at home all week. My husband is, I think, probably annoyed with it, but I'm happy. I finally feel good this week. You know, I'm like excited about, I mean, I'm excited about my baby, but I haven't been excited about being pregnant. This part has been a challenge, um, but I feel generally, generally good this week and just happy and stuff. So I've been singing. Yeah. What's that like? I'm just kidding. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> To be happy. So, yeah, for real. How are you ladies doing? What's been going on? My life sucks. <laughs> fuck everything. But kind of like you, more or less. You can make a blues jingle. <laughs> my oh, life man. sucks. How was the cannabis boom, festival boom, for you? Boom, boom. I, like, never got a chance oh to God. come by your booth. I know. We were so cranking the whole day, man. Yeah. We had so much fun. We set up, we had a corner tent, and we set, like, the table along on a diagonal. And we set up and did a live stream for like two hours. And we were trying to get some people to do interviews and stuff, but everybody was hella busy. So we basically just set up three mics and like talked shit with people as they walked by and like complimented people on their clothes and like shouted out neighborhoods and talked about Mike's Tinder profile a little bit. What? what? <laughs> Mike hates me every time I bring that up. But um, DJ Mike Phillips is yes. single, everyone. I, I offered Check a free joint out. for anybody hashtag who could bring give me Mike Mike's chance. profile. <laughs> yeah, hashtag give Mike a chance. Hashtag do DJ Mike. He's a pretty cool guy. He is. pretty awesome. He's handsome. Talented. Yeah. He's tall. Ladies. That's right. I haven't seen his Tinder profile, but if anybody can show it to me, I'll give you a free joint. Offer still stands. <laughs> <laughs> from National Cannabis Festival. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Awesome. So you had a good time. It was Building awesome. Building community, meeting people. I saw the pictures online. There were definitely some beautiful people yeah. out in the District of Columbia. It was awesome. It was a great day. It was a great win for Caroline and her team that worked so hard all year. It was a great win for the cannabis community. 
um, for legislation, education, you know, uh, and the <laughs> prohibition. I really, really fuck with Carolina a lot. Like, I feel like, um, you know, not only is it the last independently owned music festival, well, not uh, Funk Parade and National Cannabis Festival, but Funk Parade isn't <clears throat> like an, a traditional festival, but they're both independently owned and operated. And the only ones, the only ones that haven't sold out to corporate dollars, that haven't, uh, you know, done that whole routine. And so I have such tremendous respect and Caroline does a lot of um, education and community stuff. And, uh, like, I think it's just really important to, like, you know, we're trying to get weed legalized and just doing a bunch of pop-ups or covering your fucking, your Lexus in, in a weed wrap is not really helping the patients in this town. You know what I mean? It's like things have to be done a, a certain way so that we can, like, advocate for ourselves and get the medicine that we need mm-hmm. and also enjoy getting high. You know what I mean? But they need to be both, and I feel like Caroline... By, you know, going to RFK and, you know, doing that, you know, on federal property, um, it says a lot. Yeah. I mean, to do a weed event on government property? Yeah, that's major. Dude. Because it's still totally illegal on, in the federal, you know, arena and federal property. So that's... It's a big That's deal. major, yeah. And yeah. she's getting them to, like, change their perspective on it, even if it's only because... They're making money off it, and they can see that now. Like, whatever it takes to open that door, let's just fucking open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Caroline is doing that. So props to her. You know, that's a that's a big risk to take, too. Like, when you're working with the government on weed, they could just shut you down anytime if they At really want any to. any time for any reason. Yeah. 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 Present or future. Yeah. So, so, yeah, shout out to National awesome. Cannabis Fest. I'm glad that that went well. I... Uh, my pregnant ass did not attend. Um, I was at home, but I wanted to go. Um, and uh, I'm curious, how was the uh, the Cypress Hill performance and the CI performance? It was great. It was great. I have to say yeah. that it was the most subdued crowd ever. Like I walked through and Cypress Hill was performing, and people were like not even like nodding their heads. What? But it's because everybody was so high at that point, doing dabs all day and eating edibles and stuff. Like so, they were there. They were standing in the chilling. audience for him, but it was nobody was like dancing. Nobody Straight was chilling. Nobody like, was like uh, getting high. Oh, yeah. She got some head nods. <laughs> there was no mosh pit. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. People weren't. They were chilling. They were chilling. <clears throat> but people came out. It was like the biggest cannabis <clears throat> festival ever and great layout. I mean, it was mm-hmm. awesome all the way around, honestly. That's good. I'm glad that uh, you had a good weekend with that and folks came out and Thanks. it was a good time. I'm glad the weather held up yeah. you know, as well. Best weather yet for cannabis yeah. festival. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you never know in D.C. How about you, Jay Mills? How you doing? I'm doing great. I had a wonderful 420 weekend. I went to the (coughs) policy summit. I was at the festival uh, working with Women Grow. Shout outs to Women Grow. Um, It was just really dope. Shout outs to Caroline for uh, having the vision to build this and, um, you know, pushing through and fighting to make it something that really uh, covers the culture of cannabis. yeah, man. Looking forward to next year. Onward and upward, bigger and better. <coughs> 420 will actually be on a Saturday. Hey, hey, year. hey. Oh, I so. think there might be a crooked floor in this room. <laughs> no Look so, at that. yeah. Um, <laughs> back to you, Nikki. Back to me. All right. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to <coughs> hear a little bit more. Molly, you were talking about um, a bid. 
that One Love Massive was trying to get, and it got taken from under your feet. Oh, what's going on? What's, no, what's no, up no, with that? not that. The Noma Bid is an organization, uh, a non. I don't know if it's a nonprofit or not, but they're um, specifically focused on the Noma neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, which people named because they weren't comfortable with the names <laughs> that it already had. So that's kind of problematic from Jump Street. But it's an organization that's desi- <coughs> de- um, designed to create um, uh, artistic and creative and uh, art spaces out of vacant spaces and to enrich the community uh, and enhance the community through art projects and things like that. Um, so the Noma, every a lot of cities and neighborhoods have, neighborhoods have bids. So there's like the Capitol Hill bid, there's the Noma bid, there's the Shaw bid. And those are like the people that like <laughs> clean up the neighborhood and like scrape the stickers off the backs of signs. Mm. And the dudes with like the blue trash cans and the yellow jackets, like those are usually like by the bid, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, S- Noma, Noma bid in particular is responsible for Story Park um, over yep. in... Um, which was a over su- in Noma, <laughs> over in uh, Trinidad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Or you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, you know, super cool, like empty parking lot, and they put a whole bunch of graffiti on the walls, and then they locked the gates and left it locked for three years. So I'm not really sure. Like, it's been a problem for me for a long time. Like, they created a community art yeah, it space. it was open before. Except you can't go inside of it. Like, I ride my bike past it every single day, and unless there was an event, it was locked. So mm. it just is like. You know, you just have to really question, like, you know, what what is it for? What's really good, but you know, I'm I don't have enough time to like really investigate and figure all these things out, and I'm not here to like take anybody down or like spend. That's not what I want to spend my time doing. Is, yeah, like, making sure everyone's doing their job. But I just always kind of found it a little bit suspect. But at the same time, I have some <clears throat> you know couple people that work for the Noma Bid that I that or at least one that I know of that I really respect. And so I'm going to assume that it's a good organization that's trying to do some good work. Um, So fast forward to, uh, well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, Fast forward to last week, um, I I got tagged, or a friend of mine sent me a message um, where a woman who works for the Noma Bid um, came up with a T-shirt that says DC as heck. First of all, first of all, young, like DC is heck. Like, come on, man. It's so bad. Like, I can't even get mad about it because like, what are you doing with your life? Like, DC is heck. Like, seriously. Um, But the bad part about it is that I know this woman. You know, I've had her phone number in my phone for like four years now. You know what I mean? Like, that's how well, like, I know this woman, right? Not super well, but well enough to have her number. Never had any issues. And then, um... Last year, we asked her solidarity on a bike ride for uh, to stop the harassment of women on bikes, a not cool bro ride, because um, at the time she led DC Bike Party, and she just like didn't even refuse. She was just so slippery about it, but like wouldn't say no, but was saying no, and we kind of got into it. And I was like, hey man, just say no. You know what I mean? Like it, your ride is the most offensive. Like your ride is the one causing all the problems. All the other leaders in the community, color cycling. Um, uh, critical mass, the cruiser ride, all the other bike rides in the city like got together and we approached her about it and she was just like, yeah, sure, you can leave a comment on the event page. Like, just wouldn't, like, was so slippery and like, yeah, thanks, okay, cool, bye. But it's like, bitch, are you saying yes or no? Like, what, it, like, just, like, if you don't want to do it, just say no. Like, you can't, like, sometimes you have to be the bad guy. Like, you know, if you don't want to do it, say yeah, you don't want to do it, but own your shit about fine. it. You know, so we kind of got into a little conversation about it and then she blocked me. 
So, Ooh. right. And then she like <laughs> cried to a friend of mine that I was like attacking her. And it was just, it was just really unnecessary and really disappointing. You know what I mean? Like when you have the leaders of the bike community coming to you and asking you for some solidarity and like, that's how you behave. So I kind of wrote her off last year. And then all of a sudden a week ago, she pops up again. So it's like, you know, she totally <coughs> knows with the DC as heck. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, you totally know my brand. You totally know me. Like, what are you doing? And then she played the same thing when I texted her and was like, what are you doing, Leah? And she was like, who is this? I'm like, Molly. She was like, oh, who? I'm like, bitch, we've texted before. Like, what? Like, you can't, like, just slide out of everything. You know what I mean? Like, is it the same font? What's that? Is it the same font? Like, is there clear, creative? Uh... No, it's not the same font, but it's just like, what? like, come on, man. Like, DC is heck. Like, <laughs> it, it's not like a trademark issue where I can be like, oh, you stole my exact design. It's just an integrity issue. And you work for a company that's supposed to enrich the community, in particular in creative and art spaces, and you think it's appropriate to steal from an artist? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because, like, well, I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about this on the show at some point anyway, is what does DC as fuck mean to each of us, you know, and like when I hear DC as heck, it sounds like DC as fuck, but like the PG version of it, the non-explicit version. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of lame a little bit. Well, and I purposely like people have been telling me for three years now to do like a DC is like F with an F pot, like asterisk or whatever. And I'm like, no, man, like I'm not censoring this. Like it doesn't have to be for everybody. If you don't like it, don't buy it. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna water it down for people. We, <clears throat> we now we have done DC is funk to show love for the funk parade and for go-go and funk and everything else. Like that I will do. But that's that's where I draw the line. I'm not censoring myself ever. You know, um, and so it's bothersome on, on that level. But you know, <clears throat> I uh, I got into like a conversation this morning because. Um, there's a, 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 a Kelly Towles, who's a, a muralist in D.C. He's doing um, this thing called powwow, which is like an international mural thing. And so our muralists from all over the world come to D.C. and paint. So a lot of those big murals that you see just like pop up randomly, like are done by artists who don't live here and are also artists who get paid and don't live here. And so he had posted, you know, hey, I'm looking for some press support, whatever. And I was like cool, are you going to hire some local artists this year? And he was like, yeah, we have an equal balance every year. And I was like, well, in 2016, there was four local artists and like 14 non-local artists. So maybe I'm wrong, but it, you know, from where I'm sitting, it's kind of hard to tell. And he was like, <clears throat> you know, no, it's equally balanced, half and half. In fact, last year was more locals than not. And I was like, cool, well, that's reassuring. I hope that I'm wrong, you know, but it's definitely kind of difficult when you just see the same artist, the same artist over and over getting paid and the same two men getting all the mural work in DC over and over again, you know? And, uh, and it, and it just brought up a topic for me because, um, powwow is sponsored by Noma and it's paid for by real estate developers. So the bigger picture <laughs> is why are real estate developers infusing money into the art community, you know, on behalf of the Noma bid, which apparently is cool with their staff members stealing from the community that they're supposed to be enriching. And then they're taking developer dollars to pay artists who don't live here. 
Womp, womp. And it's really problematic for me, and it's really upsetting for me. And immediately I was, like, attacked by another woman who, like, posted this really snarky meme. And it's just, like, I'm not sure what you expect when you post this snarky meme. It's, like, so I put it all out there, you know? Um, <clears throat> and it's just frustrating, Nikki. It's frustrating to, like, <clears throat> you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm going fucking crazy <coughs> in this town. Like you're taking crazy pills. Like, you know, because I, I react to, like, people stealing from me or I react to, like, obvious, like, unfair, like, fucked up shit and, like, I'm the angry woman in the room or I need to be calmed down or I get gaslit or I get told how to speak, how to think, how to feel, when to say things, what to say, how to say them. And it's just, like, at the but, but meanwhile, developers are paying other fucking people. Meanwhile, like, we're taking blood money and, like, giving it to other people, like... Meanwhile, you know what I mean? It's just the same it's the same thing over and over again. And it just seems to be this same community that's just like, you know, and I, and I know this is old hat, like I know plenty of people have been feeling this for a super long time, you know, and m myself included. Uh but it's just it's just so hard to be in the city sometimes and see so much changing and people like Leah getting away with just stealing shit from people. You know, people getting away with taking developer dollars, like people getting away <laughs> with forming nonprofits that have these community <clears throat> based bullshit ass mission statements that they don't even adhere to. You know, um, where's the like, welcome to my world? Where, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Welcome it's, to black America. Right. It's certainly <laughs> nothing new at all. You know what I mean? But it's just so hard to watch it in the city. And it's not about like my design, because at the end of the day, like what people need to understand is like, fuck my design. It's not about that. What matters about the DC is fuck shirts is that every shirt sold supports this organization and the artists in it. That's not like a separate bank account that goes straight into one love massive. So every time people buy shirts like national cannabis festival, a lot of people buy shirts and hoodies that really helped. I paid the rent with that money this week, you know? So when people like Leah, who is the like community director for the Noma bid steals that design, she's taking away from Mike's pocket, Nick's pocket, all the artists in the collective. And I don't think people, fully really understand like what DC is fuck means to one love massive and the good that it actually does. And it's great that I just happen to come up with a catchy phrase that people like for a limited period of time that can help me do that. You know? Um, so actually what does DC is fuck mean to you <coughs> or to the collective? Um, I mean, I think everybody has their own definition of it. For me, DC as fuck is just like some shit that's just like undeniably DC that you got to either love it or just learn to love it because it's what it is, you know? Um, DC as fuck, like, you know, like having 15 people in here cranking out go-go, like blasting it through the airways, like that's DC as fuck. Like, um, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, it's like an infinite love for your city, uh, but recognizing that it's like bumps and bruises and still loving it. That's what it means for me, you know? Um, like, I love D.C. because I can go anywhere, and if I say hi to somebody, they will say hi back to me, and we can have a dialogue, and we can, like, exchange 
energy with one another and keep it moving. Like to me, that's like infinitely DC and why I love this town. It's DC as fuck. Like I love that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for everybody, DC as fuck is, you know, mean, means something different. Um, but the actual shirt itself, you know, like when you buy one of those or you buy a grinder or you buy anything, you know, from one love, you're directly supporting a whole lot of people that live in this town, you know, <clears throat> that are native Washingtonians, you know, and it's really, you know, it's just, it's just, um, <coughs> it's bigger than the shirts, man. It's, it's, fuck the shirts, man. Fuck Leah. Fuck all that. It's, it's the bigger picture of like, why are we selling everything to developers? And like, where's all this money going? You know, where's all this fucking money going? That's what we're going to find out when we win the election and demand some more transparency from people in the government. Cause that's what I want to know too. <laughs> where's it all going? Where's it all going? Um, cause it's not transparent right now. Jay Mills, what does DC as fuck mean to you? Hmm. <clears throat> I think about college. I think about Howard. I think about 2003 and four and, um, when it wasn't just DC as fuck, it was Philly as fuck. It was like, that was a thing to be where you were from for real. And um, with many of these different metropolitan cities, uh, there's this surrounding area that oftentimes will claim that central central part. So um, I just think about that time <clears throat> when we were all all there at Howard. And you had these different places, and are you how how Atlanta are you? And be like, oh, you're not really from Decatur <laughs> the whole time. You know, you would get called out in these conversations, and it was all about, you know, I think of DC as fuck. I think of through and through, pure. You pass the test. You really are uh, a Washingtonian. Um, I think about culture. I think about um, how interesting it is to be uh, a native Washingtonian and um, I don't know. I think about like, you know, how long would I have to live in Japan before I could say that I was Japanese and um, how culture kind of is respected or disrespected Mm -hmm. based upon the respect given to the people and the place that, that you were in. So when I see DC as fuck, it's a wonderful thing in a place where I also hear people say that nobody lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. Nobody's from here. It's a transient city. Mm-hmm. You know. No. You can find <coughs> things to love about it if you really look. <laughs> yeah, I can't you even laugh right now. You remember that one? <clears throat> I, I hear it and it uh, infuriates me so much because I'm here and I'm real as fuck. And I'm D.C. as fuck. <laughs> Straight up. Straight Facts. up. Thanks for sharing. For folks who are who are wondering, I'm curious what DCS fuck means to you. Feel free to comment in yeah, our man, feed and let us it. know. Um, I haven't looked either. That would be dope, actually. Leave your comments and tell us what DCS fuck means to you. To me, um, you know, I moved here in uh, shit like 2004. Um, so it's been about four, 13 to 14 years since I've uh, lived in D.C. proper, although I was born right outside of D.C. Um, in Bethesda and then lived in Greenbelt. So 
I'm from the area, um, but it's been, uh, uh, yeah, about 13 years since I've lived in D.C. <coughs> proper. Um, so I definitely consider myself a Washingtonian, um, but just want to put that out there that, uh, you know, my experience, my perspective on the city is shaped over the this last decade more so. And since I've been here, um, you know, the city has been very uh, transient, Um in my perspective, like I, I moved here cause I really wanted to be around, uh, a large concentration of black people. I wanted to be around, uh, black people with power. I wanted to be around progressive minded people, um, who were working on policy and, and organizing for a better world. Um, and that was, that was all here in DC. So I wanted to like have roots, you know, and, and stay here. I've, I've always loved this city, always wanted to be here. And then, um, the longer I was here, the more I would see people that I deeply cared about come and go. Um, so I think, I think that that, that is part of DC, but, um, I think that's part of probably most major metropolitan places, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh or mili heavy military and government based government cities. yeah yeah definitely you know but um despite that um i have uh been fortunate to build a very unique and beautiful community of folks um within the arts uh circle within the cannabis uh community um within the service industry of people and um you know, we're of DC as fuck to me. It's like, I don't know. I've never been anywhere else or lived anywhere else, even in the DM in the, the DC or Maryland areas where no matter what you do, what your occupation is, uh, people are conscious as fuck here. Like people know what is going on. People are in tune <laughs> with uh politics they're they're just in tune people are really intelligent here and it doesn't and to me like that's dc as fuck and it's part of the reason that i stay here and i love it here i love being able to have intellectual meaningful conversations with people where there's no like stigma around because if you go outside of the district <coughs> to some of the suburbs or you know even a little bit farther out like people don't people it's like impolite to talk about politics you know yeah. Um, or, or meaningful meaning and be passionate about things. And so I really appreciate that about, um, the district and how it's, it's from top to bottom, bottom to top, like everybody is woke here. Um, and you know, since I moved here, I just, I got involved with, uh, workers' rights policy and advocacy and, and dealing with, um, the, the DC city council and, um, the mayor's office and different um, administrative offices of the DC government, <laughs> you know, um, there's a, a beautiful and a bitter side um, of local politics here to me too. This signifies like it being DC as fuck, you know, DC is one of the most progressive places in the nation. For sure. Um, we have a lot of um, laws that other places in the country don't have yet, you know, um, that are pushing the envelope, um, leading the way for other jurisdictions to model themselves after, you know, I'm talking about, um, how we have, um, 
we have really strong tenants rights here, even though to us who are aware, like we know the problems of DC housing, but um, we have extremely strong and awesome and beautiful tenants rights in the, the district. Sure. We have uh, one of the higher minimum wages in the nation. We have um, universal paid family medical leave that just passed. You know, these are things that in other parts of the country, they don't have. And so it's very progressive. It's very exciting. It feels good to be a part of that. At the same time, um, our leaders, a lot of our leaders, while they're progressive, they're super conservative at the same time um, and are always negotiating back, you know, what the the ideal vision could be into something that accommodates the developers and the big corporate businesses always. And so that is the part where I'm like, ah, oh, it's DC as fuck. You know, we're progressive, but like mm-hmm. we're still a Southern conservative town at the same time. Like we live in this contradiction, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so that's a little bit of, of my experience and what uh, DC as fuck signifies to me. Super woke people, super progressive uh, culture and politics, but still uh, a th- strong <laughs> air of conservatism. For sure. Um, like, it's like DCRA. You know what I mean? You're like, the DCRA is so DC as fuck because it's like so corrupt. So like it screws everyone over. They have expediters and people you can literally juice on the side to get your <laughs> shit done faster. Like like and people talk about it like it's not <laughs> really fucked up. Yeah, like, that is so DC as fuck to me too. It's like this greatest <laughs> contradiction. But like I still love my city because like the DMV. Absolutely, I love the DMV. Shout out to the DMV. They're killing it right now. This is a great you place know? to be. It's beautiful. Um, it's diverse here. It's, there's always awesome cultural events going on. There's, this is the place to be. Very bikeable. Very bikeable. Yeah. So, you know, this is my Washingtonian face for all the Washingtonians out there (laughs) that were born here in the eighties. I sit here straight faced DC as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean? Word. So, albums? <laughs> yes, we can talk about <laughs> albums. Well, actually, before we talk about albums, I wanted to get an update from y'all. <clears throat> you were at the Ward 5 Democratic. I was The there. Ward 5 Democrats I meeting. Perfect there. segue. What happened? That, what went man? down? Um, I think that... Uh, Man, first off, that was my first uh, Democratic meetup meeting that I've attended as a voting Democrat. Mm. And, um, you know, Nikki, when you first came to me about running for this position and I had no idea what it was and, you know, finding out that this is here and it's in every state and and places, it's in counties, it's in cities. But this is a nationwide network that has the same job and purpose um, no matter where it is. Uh, it just really got me interested in again in local local government in the in that process, you know. So something as small as just coming to your monthly Democratic meeting. So if you're a Democrat, no matter where you live, once a month there's a meeting of the Democrats in the place where you live at. Facts. It has Facts. to happen once a month. It will happen. The minutes will be recorded. Robert's Rules of Order. Shout outs to that. Yeah, it's highly official. And it's highly likely to have refreshments. 
free. <laughs> yes. So you should come out, you know, you'll hear directly from the candidates and the people who are representing your 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 place. You'll find out, you know, so much information about what what is going on. So in that, you know, we should definitely come to all the different wards meetings and um network and just really um get to know the concerns of of the people who care uh it was packed at that meeting it was very mm. packed there were a lot of people there was that just a dump trump (coughs) slate no or that was this was with all the different people who were running in all the different slates so we Uh. met the resist folks and we met the i don't remember the name of the third slate me either <coughs> but um because everyone is voting for the dump trump dems for action right, slate you don't need to know the name <laughs> of that other slate. what slate <laughs> so um they were all there the people who were running independently that was they were there as well the people who are running at large across the city across the slates independently or whatever so it was an endorsement there, meeting and the nationals were all there everybody that was running many people that were running how many people were in this meeting it sounds like a big meeting yeah i mean all of the people who i mentioned that were running across this ward were there but then a lot of residents were Mm. so i don't know it was because of just our all participation and maybe you know because some so many people are doing it everybody's talking but even the people who held the meeting remarked about how full of an audience it was that's awesome the word got out on how full it was that other representatives were coming anita bonds had sent a video message she was not supposed to be there but she came in person oh wow Um, there was a Hmm. senator or that was running again a shadow senator shadow senator yeah yeah. michael michael d brown (coughs) (laughs) um oh michael kenya mcduffie came as well um there were uh, a number of people from other wards um elected officials and whatnot other people from across our slate Mm -hmm. from other wards who had come out to represent and um it was very interesting the first slate that spoke uh represented the incumbent is it called that, or they only call that after you've lost the election, or is that who? no, no, no? An incumbent is someone who is currently in office and who is running again for office. The people that currently hold. Yes, yeah. all of the incumbents went first, <laughs> and I was um, pretty, pretty intimidated. Um, but you were that was like for the at large and the council chair. That was for everything. For everything. Yeah, the incumbents for everything all across. You know, the committee women and men, okay. you know, everybody. So um, <clears throat> one of them had that position for over 50 years. She's like the the oldest person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> man, shout outs to uh, Miss Romaine Thomas, man. Um, wonderful, beautiful spirit and light who uh, had, a, had a beautiful energy and positive words to share with us after it was all said and done. Um a, a number of the persons there, like their whole thing, and it, it was a really great tactic. And it, it would, they just spoke of how long they've held their different this office or other offices, and um, a very illustrious political career. And I was very much aware <laughs> of my political 
ignorance. You know, I'm I'm not a runner. I didn't run for even student government. Um, I'm quite the radical. This is my first time, you know, trying and only because of let me take that back. I ran in church and I'm thankful for participating in my church and understanding how a campaign, you know, is is run and how meetings are done and that whole networking politicking <laughs> thing cuz it's it's real getting up there and being able to speak, being able to answer questions and being put on the spot, you know, man. I didn't realize all that was going on. This <clears throat> it was a lot. I I honestly um Did I ev- didn't tell a lot of people because I was very nervous. I was did everybody get up and speak? Um, yeah. Oh, damn. Everybody got up and spoke. So the slates had seven minutes to go, and we had like eight people in ours. I think there might have been more in the other teams. Um, <clears throat> I think we used our time the best. Uh, it, it didn't seem like that uh, at first because the last person to go, um, there were eight of us, and – Seven went before time, basically. Um, but the last young lady to go, Janice, um, she took up like the last two minutes. Everybody else was like 30 seconds to a minute. But um, the Nationals had another chance to go and had two minutes to themselves to address the audience. And because of that, we chose to use that time just to have our local people, you know, say their piece. And then he had his own, you know, two minutes later. So from the outside, it looked like, oh, everybody, we were running through, running through, running through. And then she took all the time. But when they heard her, you know, say that, hey, you know, you're going to get to hear from him all by himself. He's just standing here to support and in numbers. You know, it it gave us another another good look like, oh, I like that silent support numbers and the fact that you okay, But our faces, the other team didn't realize what was was going on at the time but um i think that also showed a really good thing in in us being individuals who all have these different strengths and that came out in our different addresses and just how we were not parroting the same thing one Mm -hmm. after another telling you the same thing and we're going to do the same thing and we're going to keep it going because we've been doing it this way for all of these years bringing in new perspectives yeah it was just a breath of fresh air yeah came in yes um and voice after voice was just fresh man shout outs to gordon shout outs to walter he's um head of the college democrats um, That's Walter DeLeon yes. and uh, Gordon Andrew Fletcher. Yes. Both running on the Dump Trump Dems for Action slate. Right. Yes. See, I got to get better with that, you know. Walter DeLeon and Gordon Andrew Fletcher running <laughs> on the Dump Trump slate, D.C. Dems for Action, because we are about that action. Yes, we are. Hey, no. My piece was really short and sweet. I was like, Education is key. No, I said, first, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And education is key. Knowledge is power. And when I was first asked to run, I realized that I had no idea what this position was. And if I didn't know, there were many who didn't know. And as I tell people that I'm running, nobody knows what this means. This means that I'm very inspired. I'm very fired up because this is exactly what this position is for. Education. And that's what we're here to do. Boom!
home like a pro. Yes. Move. Did you do that too? Though, I wanted to so bad. I just had my blonde hair, and they were like, "Big blonde." What? What? Well, when you win, you can. I use my J Mills voice. You know, I boomed across the room. Ah! I just, I projected. I was verbose. I, I was an orator. That's so exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. it this great. is this just like brings so much joy to my heart because the reason I asked you to run, <laughs> the reason I asked you to run and multiple other people on our slate to run is because I saw something valuable in what you represent um, in the district and uh and I just want more people like us to be in positions of leadership, educating people about how to get involved, to take control of their government and their city. And, uh, you know, to me, this is like such an awesome leadership development opportunity, a stepping stone for all of us, you know, to uh, step into that arena. And I hear you stepping into it just so lovely. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so for folks who are watching, Jay Mills was just talking about about the Ward 5 Democrats meeting that happened last night. Yes. Um, Bernie Backus. Wait, that was last night? That yes. was last night. And this past weekend was the Ward 8 Democrats uh, meeting. So just a little, Sorry, just to reiterate what Jay was saying, every single ward in D.C. has... A, a democratic committee there's the ward one democrats the ward two democrats the ward three democrats some of them are more active th than others wards um two three um five eight and seven are uh very very active and um but it is election season so all of them right now are getting ready to um, or have already done their endorsements. So they make endorsements as groups um, of who's running for office. So in D.C. on June 19th, you, D.C. voters, have the opportunity to vote for a new or incumbent uh, chairman of the Council of D.C. This is the most powerful position on the Council of the uh, District of Columbia. The people running for that are uh, Ed Lazier, um, who is challenging the incumbent, Phil Mendelson, who has had that position a very long time. I encourage you to uh, look up both candidates and make the decision for yourself. I personally um, am endorsing Ed Lazier. He's an amazing guy who has just anything progressive that we actually talk about on the show. Ed Lazier has probably been behind it and helping to make sure that uh, working class people and people of colors voices are are represented and translated into the economic language that the council members always need to hear in order to make a decision. Very valuable um, guy uh, in the Jewish community, married to a fabulous, very strong, powerful black woman, father of two black kids, racist kid in D.C. public uh, school phenomenal check him out ed lazier um and phil mendelson then the incumbent who has a um you know it's not that i don't even like phil mendelson he has um done so many great things um here in the district of columbia um 
including helping to lead the passage of a higher minimum wage, including, uh, you know, helping to win paid sick days here in the district. But as I watch Phil Mendelssohn uh, over the years, the longer he's in power, the more removed he gets from the actual experiences of people. And so I've heard a shift in who he's accountable to over the last four years. He'd be signed with these corporate developers and stuff more often these days. So he's got a challenger, Ed Lazier. You get to design to vote June 19th and I'm curious who the Ward 5 uh, Democrats endorse but that's one of the seats um, also up for election is um, an at large uh, at large uh, council seat and so the incumbent there as Jay Mill said is Anita Bonds um, she may be the person oh yeah she, that she said she's campaigning she had some <laughs> Other meetings to go to. Yes. She is in campaign mode and she has been on the D.C. Council um, on and off for quite a long time. She is a, a establishment dynasty candidate Ooh. in D.C. Um, she has three challengers. Those challengers are uh, Jeremiah Lowry, um, Marcus Goodwin, and Aaron Holmes, who apparently did actually make it onto the ballot. He... So um, Aaron and Marcus both uh, were challenged. Uh, um, You know, there's a after you collect all your signatures to get on the ballot, then there's a period of time that other candidates or community folks can challenge your signatures. Um, So, for example, Calvin Gurley, he was also running for the chairman position of the council, but someone challenged his petition signatures and he actually came up short around 150 or 200 signatures. So he's not on the ballot for the chairman position anymore. How many signatures did he have to get? I think like 2,000 or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah, so he was close, but no cigar. Um, That's a lot of people to talk to. It it is. It really is. It's a lot of work. Um, That's what you got to have your team with you, you know. But um, so, so for the at-large position that incumbent Anita Bonds holds and is campaigning to keep her seat. Um, These other three candidates are running, and two of them were challenged, but um, all three of them actually made it on the ballot. So you have a choice on June 19th of four candidates, four, not three, (laughs) um, for the at-large position. That is Anita Bonds, Jeremiah Lowry, Marcus Goodwin, and Aaron Holmes. Look them up. Decide for yourself. I'm endorsing Jeremiah Lowry because he's awesome. And um, what does that position do? The at large. So the D.C. City Council is comprised of um, eight ward seats and then uh, four at large uh, council seats. So the difference between someone who's at large and then someone who represents a ward basically is that. Someone who just represents a ward like Kenyon McDuffie, he's the Ward 5 council member. So he is responsible for the constituents of Ward 5 and and Ward 5 primarily. He, he He's on a committee to vote for all different types of legislation, but his primary... F- primary focus is Ward 5 and he's responsible for all the constituent services responsible like in Ward 5's area an at-large candidate isn't beholden to any one ward. They represent the city at large and they focus more on citywide issues than particular um, ward 
you know, constituent services. So like Kenyon McDuffie or Brandon Todd, like they deal with, um, trash complaints and, and city infrastructure complaints, you know, specific to their ward was like an at large candidate. They don't, they don't really have that level of accountability. Um, so that's really the difference. Um, just broader representation, but less, less actually having to touch, um, folks. So, um, there's an at-large position, um, that you can vote for. And then, so Vincent Orange, what was his position? He was an at-large. Vincent Orange was at-large. Um, and he was just an at-large, uh, member. He used to represent Ward 5, but that was, multiple election seasons um vincent orange lost his seat uh almost two years ago and is now the ceo of the dc chamber of commerce (laughs) i love that look on your face yeah i'm upset about it because he lost his election and he was championing a fair hours and scheduling bill for my organization that represented all these retail workers. Um, and we're trying to get fair hours and scheduling rights for workers in these big box corporations that have scheduling technology. They can do this easy. He was carrying this bucket for us and he lost his election. And then like our opponents literally bought him. <laughs> and so bye bye that's DC as fuck, right <laughs> fuck right there for you so um um but there's other uh positions that are up right now so in uh is Kenyon Ken, uh, I don't think Kenyon McDuffie is up for election right now or is it I know that Ward 6 is up for election um and that's Charles Allen and um he does have a challenger um and who else oh Brianna Doe in uh Ward 1 is up and she has some challengers I think she was there and who's, who's challenging her do you know um in Ward 1 uh Sheikha Reed oh and yeah uh Dion reader i believe that's right she could read yes. we should get her on the show sometime if you guys want <sighs> or are we staying away from political guests i mean we have political guests on here we're political we guests are political we guests. are political guests <laughs> oh, um i want to support chica i know she came to like our happy hour i know she's um you know good friends with some of the folks on our slate but, you know, we should have her on here and, and have ask a nice accountable. Questions. Yeah, we should ask her some questions because <laughs> her and Marcus Goodwin are endorsed by Muriel Bowser's uh, The Green Machine. And so um, that, to me, is a little suspect. And no offense to anyone who's down with Muriel Bowser team. But I have some issues with the mayor um, and how she represents. Isn't that up for re-election as well? Yes, the mayor's is up for re-election. She has, I don't actually, I know she has people who, who Did are. that crazy guy get on the ballot? Challenging. Man- manly. I don't, I don't, I have to follow up. You know, and this is actually a shout out. I wanted to give people some resources because you can't, there's so much going on in D.C. politics and with the elections. Um, so I wanted to let folks know, like, who they could follow to tune in and just learn more about what's happening. Um, if you're on Twitter, a really good person to follow is uh, Martin Ostermule. 
and I'll spell that for you, but um, he's a reporter, and so he is constantly at the D.C. Council and just, like, following what is going on there and tweeting it out and reporting and writing about it publicly. Again, that's Martin Ostermule. You can you can find him um, on Twitter at M Ostermule, and that's M A U S T E R M U H L E. Again, that's M A U S T E R M U H L E. Follow Martin Ostermule. He is um, definitely the person to follow if you want like up to the minute updates about who got uh, enough signatures and who said what about what policy. He's all up in it. Another um, great show to follow is or person to follow is Kojo Namdi um, and definitely follow him um, at Kojo Show um, on Twitter, on Facebook all of that. Um, Kojo Namdi Show is a really great place to um, hear different perspectives on issues impacting the district um, from lots of different experts and panelists. Um, a beloved show here in the district. For those of you who don't know, check them out. So um, we are going to, and then of course, last but not least, there's the D.C. Democratic State Committee, of which Molly, Nikki, and Mills are all running for. We are running together on the Dump Trump Dems for Action slate. And you should learn more about us individually and collectively at our website at Action. Dot com. That's Dems, D-E-M-S, for F-O-R, action, A-C-T-I-O-N, uh, dot nationbuilder.com. Actually, I said it wrong. Yeah, it's demsforaction.nationbuilder.com. Google us, Dump Trump, Dems for Action. You'll see it. It'll pop up. Um, and if you can find it in your heart and in your budget, donate $5 to us right now. We need to print all of these uh, leaflet cards because on election day, June 19th, we're going to be out there covering the polls, handing out um, our information, shaking hands with people and uh, answering your questions. So if you can donate $5 to help us actually make that happen, um, help us print these pamphlets, help us get water and food um, to make sure we're taking care of our volunteers. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Again, that's, demsforaction.nationbuilder.com so that's our little political plug yep for today our little educational session so that's our business shout out we can have more business shout outs send five dollars to dems for action (laughs) (laughs) yes but um you know I did want to talk a little bit more about oh, that business. We did have a business shout out. Who's the business shout out you want to shout out? Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't think I'd remember that. The but glasses. Solfeggio frequencies. Still listening. Still meditating. Bam. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Well, tell us actually, Molly. Tell us about the glasses while we're doing business shout outs. Tell us about the amazing price and where you can get affordable lenswear. So it's a website called Zenny Optical, Z-E-N-N-I. And you uh, <clears throat> print this little thing and you measure how big your your head is and your pupillary distance. And you uh, put that in and you can search your frames and just plug your prescription in. 
and it'll give you super cheap options. They start at like eight ninety five for the frames, and they go up based on how bad your eyesight is, probably. Like, I think if you have a heavier-duty prescription, they get a little bit more expensive, but they're still under $100, frame, prescription, you know, everything. Um, but, like, these glasses were actually $14.95. The ones I normally wear are $18.95. But they're, they're plastic, and they're um, durable as a mug, and they don't leave welts in my nose. And they're nineteen dollars. Hey, so you can't even. That's be hella mad at affordable. That. It is affordable. So, cause I've been like delaying going back to the eye doctor to get yeah. new frames because I'm like, oh, do I really have two hundred dollars right now? That's so two hundred is low, man. Every time I've gotten yeah. I eyewear from the doctor, it's been like five hundred dollars, man. Yeah, the thing that's crappy so about eyewear and in general is that like insurance like no matter what insurance plan you have it doesn't really ever cover like the full price of anything dental (laughs) or vision care deductible can be nice i mean yeah absolutely yeah but still it just it doesn't make sense to me why vision and dental are like separate because they're clearly a part of your body and yeah. a really important aspect of Pretty your health. What? <laughs> like your, your the two two senses. That it's major. You kind of need these well, you things can die. to experience. Yeah, you know if you get a toothache Tooth- yeah. and shit. It's like mm-hmm. the gateway to your your whole body, so your brain and everything. Brain. You know, so I don't get it. Yeah, but so I'm glad that cheap Zenny yeah. Optical is a place cheap you can get some glasses because yeah. I never would have thought that those frames were yeah. that much. I definitely drop bread on glasses. Exactly, because yes. they're important. I did damage to my eyes where my contacts were like too long and like, you know. I didn't yeah. like the glasses I had. I never wanted to wear them. And then I got some like Ray-Ban Wayfair glasses. And they were like four hundred dollars, and I like ah, them. But they like bad. sit differently on your face, and they're like super heavy, and they would give me headaches and shit. And mm. then I just got like the Mm-mm. exact same style on Zenny for eighteen bucks, nineteen bucks, and I have like four pairs. So like, Zenny. If I break one, I'm not Tripping. super fucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let me just find another pair. <laughs> yes. You can get them engraved. Like you can have them like station on the inside or outside, and they have like all different color frames. It's kind of lit. So if you it's don't lit. like the way you look because you've been struggling with your glasses, <laughs> if you don't like them, or if you can't see, go to Zenny Optical because they will hook you. Zenny Optical, yes. the uh, Optical. the working class person's Ray Ban. <laughs> it's a website, so who knows? Honestly, oh. um, I thought it was like a store somewhere. My bad. No, no. wonder it's so cheap. Yeah, Zenny Optical, <laughs> coming from anywhere yeah, to the yeah. District of Columbia. <laughs> Get it well. It's expensive to live in the District of Columbia, so shout out to any place where you can get something affordable in DC. Thank you, world. <laughs> For real. You know. Thank you, World Wide Web. You know, Thank straight you, up. Internet. But um, I do want to transition and talk a little bit about. Um, actually, want first. I'm gonna shout out DJ Saucy because um, I was following her on the Facebook today, and she posted a question that really made me excited, and it was. Um, over the last two years, like what albums have come out that you really enjoy from top to bottom, like the whole album, you know, there's a lot of dope albums that come out where you're like, Oh, I like four or five of the songs on there, but mm-hmm. that you can just enjoy listening to the whole thing from beginning to end. Awaken my love. 
Yes, by Childish Gambino. Mm -hmm. Beautiful from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was one of the uh suggest that was one of the albums I posted on her her comment uh blog as well. Nice. Um so I'll let y'all think about that for a minute cuz I want to hear what albums you really like. I don't know why I'm just kind of groping <laughs> the air like this. <laughs> it's happening. And <laughs> sorry, James, I didn't mean to scare you, but um, I'm like caressing my aura. Whoa! I'm helping you oh, in I your juices. Think about the album, <laughs> your brain juices, that. your aura juices. Aura juices. <laughs> um. Excuse me. I'm sorry for that, everyone. <laughs> Consent is I liked everything. Her. That that album was nice. I haven't listened to it yet, but I keep seeing what it. H E R. Shout outs to uh, Broccoli City this weekend. She's one of the people that'll be performing. Nice. Um, she's like a female R and B mad villain, yo. Mm, oh shit! I like how that sounds. Um, in in terms of uh, from what I understand, you know, she keeps her face covered. People don't know. Oh shit! What she looks like, and yet she does shows. So I'm like, yo, how is this Mysterious. happening? And um. She's uh, in charge of her own sound, doing her own production, and her music, the songs just flow one into another. Mm. Um, and I guess num number three will be Solange. Of course. That's Always. another album. She made an album with interludes. Best interludes of all time. Yeah. You know, she brought it back one time for the culture. Yeah. Yes, I got to write down the Her album. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see what the title of it is. I was surprised. Um, my friend put me put me on to Party Next Door. Like, really? Yeah, I never like sought out that music, me but I either. downloaded the album and it was surprising. It was popping Party <laughs> Next Door. <laughs> it was surprisingly dope. Which but, album um, though? Okay, um, pulling up album names. Let's see. So. What was the first one we were looking for? Her. Party Next Door. And her, her and Party Next Door. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout outs to the Spring Collection from Currency. Shout outs to Acoustic Levitation by Devin the Dude. For sure. If you're a Devin okay, the Dude okay. fan, you love Devin the Dude music, and you haven't heard his latest project, Acoustic Levitation, you need to get that. You need to save it. It's Devin again. It made me feel like his uh, To the Extreme made me feel, you know. Um, it, it definitely took it back to that old vintage timeless solo Devin <clears throat> um I saw my list of things to listen to mm -hmm. I've been meaning her, to oh that's the name of the album her her H-E-R -E yeah and then um who else did I just say party, party next, next door, door. JK. seven days seven days mm -hmm. alright folks there you have it suggestions from J Mills Albums top yeah. to bottom that are beautiful and nice and yep. pop in to listen to. Yep, yep, Her, yep. Party Next Door, Seven Days, Devin the Dudes, Acoustic Levitation, yes. Awaken My Love, yes. Childish Gambino, yes. and A Seat at the Table by yes. Solange. Yes. If you don't know, now you know. For myself, I have to say... Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. You know, I was thinking of that, and I was going to let it go. Top to I, bottom. It does. Top go. to bottom, it it's really popping. It really does. Um, it really does. I know we talked about her 
the album dropping when Chiyomo was on the show, but shout it out again. That album is hot, it like is. top to bottom. And you know what else? Um, right now, I Like It Like That mm-hmm. is on the radio. Mm-hmm. Bartier Cardi is on the radio. Um, the song with SZA, I Do, is on the radio. I've heard I all do. these songs on the radio. I do, I do. Bickenhead is on the radio. Get some bread. And then of course, um, um, Bodak Yellow. Uh, Say nope. You just, can't me if you wanted to. It's top to bottom. Expensive. I feel like they could release every track on that. Uh, on the on the. Except for maybe Get Up 10, but Get Up 10 is my favorite song, which is the very first song on the album. It's just, like, so real. But anyway, Invasion of Privacy. Cardi B. Yeah. Um, The Kids Are All Right by Chloe and Hallie. Top to bottom. It's really beautiful. Um, Chloe and Hallie um, are these two, like, violin and cello playing twins that make like hip hop transcendental electronic orchestral ethereal music. That's how I would describe it. Um, And Beyonce is huge fans of them and has endorsed them. (laughs) It's kind of like refer to Beyonce in plural. Did I? Yes, I did. Well, she is all so, (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I don't know, like she's a country. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, but anyway, I the definitely Beyonce's true, truly a large fan. <laughs> yes, well, she is. But the kids are all right. It's a really beautiful album, and uh, I highly, highly recommend you take a look at it. Um, also, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Um, yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. It's, you know, I, so I was talking to, um, my husband, shout out 06 Chris and, uh, my amazing mentee, uh, Natalia Bocum. And, uh, we were talking about Tyler, the creator and kind of like his different faces and, and, um, presentations and, and ideas. And, you know, he came out with, um, what, Chris is calling horror rap, how we kind of started out, you know, like his music videos would be like kids throwing up and eating roach heads and stuff like that. I never saw any of that stuff. My very first um, introduction to Tyler, the creator is the flower boy album. I've never heard any of his music previously. Um, so now I feel like I got to go back and look at it, but apparently this album sounds different from what he has created in the past. Yes. It's awesome. But this album is beautiful. It makes me happy and singing. So check it out. Flower boy. And then I also want to shout out, um, odyssey's album from last year the iceberg yo it's um it's a really great album top to bottom um the lyrics are tight as usual you know i think the album is about like what's below the surface you know the intricacies of life like one of his i mean all of the songs are just beautiful so you know shout out to odyssey from the DMV. Thank you for doing what you do. And then, yeah, check out the live version of the iceberg, which is called beneath the surface, which is also very nice. Those are my recommendations. 
Those all are right. all awesome. We should put these in the notes on like the YouTube video. They're on yeah. notes. We'll put them on the. Well, or listen to all of them. Yes. Sure. We should have a Molly Nikki Mills, you know, top Molly recommendations. Oh man. You know. I'm really about to let you Molly down. Molly Nikki M and M music notes. Yes. M and M M N. Wait, what? Music notes. M and M. Oh, I got it. M and M. M and yes. M and M and M. Music notes. Yes. That could be like his whole own show. It could be. I would not be a good host. But we're at One Love Massive, the the home of uh, of sound and music. You know, here here in the District of Columbia. So I know you got some opinions about great albums that have come out. I'm about to really let you down. I don't. I don't really listen to albums. I don't listen to what music that's coming out. It's not that I'm against it. Well, no, it's, I mean, I could talk to you about, like, the project that EU put out that's not necessarily an album. I could talk to you about Wednesday's work in the studio and the songs of hers talk that I really love. Talk to us about that. Like, but, uh, but it, you know, as far as, like, I'm definitely out of the loop. But I want to listen to all those albums. They sound great. I just never yes. know where to start with new stuff, and I'm always inundated with other stuff. And then when I, you know, when I'm here, it's all music. And when I'm on my bike, I strictly listen to reggae just to, like, keep my my vibes (laughs) yeah man because like riding a bike you know a lot of times is like really pleasant and fun and nice and And it's cool hella stressful sometimes it's like uh, you just get the worst of people so i uh i i choose very carefully what i listen to on the bike to help guide uh, yeah the vibe and i i have no problem listening to the same thing over and over and over and over again you can ask my roommates They well, probably hate me. Tell us about what's going on with EU and Wednesday though. Those are two super dope local DC artists. Got a lot of respect for them. What's what's for sure. poppin'? I mean, EU's been cranking out some really amazing music. Um, I mean, he's just he's got some more stuff coming up. He's writing constantly. I feel like he's really getting in his groove. Um, I'm excited to see what he's about to do. He did a twenty four hour rap session for his birthday where he rapped for twenty four hour twenty twenty five hours. Yeah, man, he's uh he's uh, superhuman man he's, he's an aquarius an he's uh, yes. one of my favorite people uh as well i really really enjoy uh sir EU's uh energy and and friendship and um all of that um uh pinky's got a project that she's working on that she's about to put out um with uh original music and working with bands and stuff so that's super exciting because Previously, she's uh, done a lot of mixtapes on other people's beats and crushed it. Yeah, like it's crazy because I know all of like Pinky's songs, so then I hear like the actual version. You be singing Pinky's like, version. And I'm like, oh, where's Pinky? Yes. It's like like Solange is one of them, and that's kind of crazy. I know. I'm more familiar with Pinky's mixtape tracks like because of her than anything else. But um, Wednesday, uh, she put out a uh, well, she doesn't put it out, but she performed it beyond studios. A song called twice that is just like talks to me to my core to my absolute core it just really made me um fall in love with wednesday like she's been in the building since we built the studio she works with kofi and you know it was in and out and then it was just really hearing her music it just stopped me dead in my tracks and just like every time i hear that song it just gets me uh it's just so powerful, and so really getting to know her, I'm just so amazed by her energy and her spirit, and like her, you know, sisters, and like the people around her are all just like young, 
powerful, like creative, intelligent, young black women. And they're just like so dope for so many different reasons. And just to see such a supportive community uh, and such a, I mean, Wednesday's just such a dope artist. I mean, she's just got such an incredible voice and stage presence. And she's got a lot of good people around her. Um, you know, who are going to make sure she's okay. So it's exciting to see that generation of music, you know, with Pinky and EU and Wednesday even looking out for each other, working with each other, and really setting the tone for, like, that next wave of talent coming out of the city. It's a, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. And big fan of all of their work. So, you know, I'm definitely stoked. Um, definitely mm, folks yeah. to all follow pinky Killicorn, sir yep, eu yep, yep. and wednesday that's w-i-n-d-z no it's w-i-n-z-d-a-y aha wednesday yes yeah. wednesday love she's uh super dope micah doom just put out a uh video single today called mona lisa and it's super dope it's like really punk rock and i really fucking like it it's very catchy um, I'm excited to listen to that again. From DC also? Yeah, Mike hey, Doom, hey. DMV artist. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I could I could go on for days with all the different artists. Um, excited to work with T.O.B. for Funk Parade. They're going to headline our stage outside. Hey, hey. Um, and uh, T.O.B. and E.U. are actually going to perform together. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Sir E.U.? Well. Yes. Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and T.O.B. So, um unannounced information it's about to be a really hot exciting. summer yeah man i got some big plans some big goals i'm trying to make some records and do some things so all these collaborations are really good but yeah my focus is super hyper local or i just listen to midnight and chronics all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and bob marley that's all i do that's that's good classic stuff though well thank you for sharing ladies and uh i'm curious you know if you who are watching you have some albums that from top to bottom you think are super hot and want to share that information out with us so we can highlight it on the show or just share it with other people type it on in the comments there and uh i think something has been birthed today is the m&m M N music notes a review that we're gonna start doing here on the show more frequently because there's just so much music that is coming out all the time that is dope as fuck and you know we were talking about politics and all this stuff earlier on the show well it can bog you down sometimes all the shit and corruption that happens and we need music to uplift us and help us for people like me you heard me singing earlier I'm not that great so I need other people to sing (laughs) so I can well thank you Molly (laughs) (laughs) dooby dooby doo it's too much too much well um so yeah 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 we need music in our lives so we uh we want to talk about it and we want to hear what you what uplifts you and what you think is beautiful and super dope as well um i wanted to ask you jay mills you had mentioned something a couple weeks ago you were just thinking about how uh women a lot of times are unrecognized for their greatness for the work that they do what was making what were you thinking about what uh what did you see or hear or what inspired you to like comment about that what was going on the bible okay (laughs) it was just the first example i thought of of the unnamed woman Mm. Uh, 
There are many unnamed women who did miraculous things and are simply referred to as the woman. Mm -hmm. Miracles cured in their lives and they were just called the woman. Mm. Um, The wife of such Mm. and such. Not named individually, but still, you know, miraculous things were done. Happened to a friend of mine this week. Was referred to as the wife of someone? Wasn't even referred to as all. That's the man in the story was referred to as a co-owner of a space. Hmm. Yeah, just written right on out of the story. Mm-hmm. Happens As if she happens didn't a lot. exist. It's a sister-brother relationship. Yeah. Your lip got a little tight there. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. Yeah. It's that Irish lip. Mm-mm. Yeah, I see it happen all the time, too, um, in the policy organizing nonprofit world. Although even though women run uh, social justice for real, for real in this country, a lot of times they uh, they 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 do the work and don't get recognized for it. They don't get the public credit for it. Um, They don't get the story written about them. So you were just uh, reading the Bible, reflecting on that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I honestly don't remember what caused us to go into that segue <laughs> about that. Um, just when you asked me that, that that was something. I don't, I don't know. <coughs> like, was it? It's, it's not. It's like a whole topic we were supposed to. No, you. I had, you mentioned it, you and had, I was like, yeah. You just like texted <laughs> us on the thread and was like, you know, I'm just thinking about this, and I was like, I want to know why she was thinking about that, or like what prompted it. It's just because I care to know more about you and your thought process, not necessarily that we have to do a whole show on it. I gotta scroll back up and get to know me and who I was then. Yes, once more, <laughs> because I had me mistaken in what I thought I was talking about ah. and what it was. Maybe but now I that misinterpreted you brought it up in context, it. I'm like, oh, let me read back. Because I do think it was something kind of specific. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was just, like, talking about women that were, that people might not have known, you know, or facts about women that people might not have known. Yeah. You know, like Harriet Tubman was a model. I did not know that. Days. Yeah, she, oh, was, wow. she was beautiful. <laughs> interesting that's well you know random, cool. it is super random but this is a random show and that's how we do this is real life organic conversations and we always get wisdom nuggets in uh the most unexpected ways i mean i, I use that word very loosely given the time you know and what we would consider to be a model but she was taken to be beautiful when she was painted when she was young mm. that's not the, they want the look of struggle i know it's a story they want to sell. Shout outs to Harriet Tubman, though. Always. I think I'm gonna make. Uh, I'm gonna, I know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna do for my metaphysical moment now. Are you ready? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, it's about that time. <laughs> it's ten twenty. So. You had a, that we weren't done. You had more to talk about. <laughs> Right? Okay. Sure. No. You need a minute? (laughs) Well, I can talk about an unsung. um, Who's an unsung hero? You know, I don't know if if she's like a hero per se, but there's a reggae artist, uh, Desiree, and she's married to Ron Benjamin, who's Von Benjamin's wife. So Von and Ron played in Midnight, and they toured the world for years. But she is also a reggae artist and put out music many, many years ago and then recently put out an album. 
and uh, <clears throat> when she when she's around, like all the Rasas like bow to her and respect her, and they call her like the mother, you know, the mother of reggae. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just like I don't know her name. Had baby mm-hmm. because she had babies, you know, and raised a family with her husband, you know. And so I don't know, you know, I'm sure that was her choice. I don't know. It's not even about that, but just to like be considered the mother of reggae, right? And to like put that aside and to raise a family, you know what I mean? I feel like that was a, a sacrifice that she made. Um, that's just like oh, such a big deal, you know what I mean? Because her her music is powerful and her voice is powerful, but so. It, is her husband's skill equally because he toured in a band that toured all over the world and impacted people in a very so it's it's not like a bad thing it's not like you know what i mean but it's just it's a tremendous sacrifice and i wonder what music the world missed out on or what inspiration could have came from that or how she felt to do that no matter how much she loved her kids or or how she felt about it you know what i mean so um maybe not a hero of sorts but uh, it's just a good reminder that a lot of women, you know, make a lot of sacrifices for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. But, but always seem to, you know, hold down to fort, man. Always, you know, um, obviously not always, but, you know, that maternal instinct is, is really strong. And I know a lot of women make a lot of sacrifices. So True that. True yeah. that. Yeah. Somehow I'm going to have this baby and still keep doing what I do. I'm not giving up. I don't make <laughs> reggae music, but I'll still sing for <laughs> you, J. Mills. Your baby's going to love it. Your baby already loves it. Probably. You don't have to do that. Does she move around at all? Ooh, <laughs> girl, I'll sing for you when you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> she getting better? Yes. <laughs> I mean, practice makes perfect. My career is about to take off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if, like, you had the baby and, like, suddenly, like, your pitch was, like, perfect? Perfect. It happens. I'm, watch. To be continued. I should not have told her. Look at her eyebrows. <laughs> it is possible. You still have a chance it's to the be lullaby. Beyonce. It's I don't know over. what it is, but, like, you know, how all moms come Yes. You'd be a humming ass mom. Ooh, child. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> she said hum. Your voice is beautiful. <coughs> Way better Thank than you. mine. Way better than mine. Show. That's for sure. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even sound as bad it's as baritone. I do. Trying. It's baritone. It's robust. And, and tone deaf and just <laughs> headed in the wrong direction every time. And <laughs> hurts for me to hear it. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Metaphysical moments. Yes, I, had, I had a couple different thoughts. I, um... At first, I was thinking about Harriet Tubman, and I was thinking about the different states of mind that uh, people can have in terms of the fact that uh, everybody doesn't want to be free. True that. What did Harriet Tubman say? She said, I could have freed a thousand more if. If they knew they were slaves, right? Yeah. 
Some people are comfortable. I'm like taking over your metaphor. I'm not taking over, but yeah, I'm inspired know, right? by it. Because <laughs> you see what it is. But I, I, I don't know. As I started rapping more around that, or more around my mind, I'm like, you know what? This is not going to go up. It's going to go down. <laughs> I don't even want to dwell on that. I'm going to switch it up. As I see what's happening with um, the elements uh, shout outs to the the herb. Shout outs to cannabis. We coming off a four twenty weekend, and I'm gonna dedicate my four twenty to the magical properties of this herb and the ethereal natures of humanity as exhibited through all of the different ways that we can enjoy this wonderful plant that came from the earth for the sole purpose of elevating our minds. It's one of a whole family of plants and animals and fruits that can open up your mind to different portals of reality, different ideas and focus. And um, this battle that we are fighting right now here in the nation's capital, um, where we have the right to grow this plant in limited quantity, to share this plant, to give it to somebody for free, <laughs> for free and it's legal and you consume it in a house and it's legal and this is happening right now what a time to be alive Facts. there's been a war there still is a war they have not suspended the war against drugs we have been living in a war we've been living in a war where we've been traumatized in ways that uh we're just now wrapping our minds around. Shout out to the Cannabis Festival again. And all these things that are happening right now. And the sadness that for everything that I'm doing, I think of how many people are sitting in a jail cell right now because they're doing exactly what I did for that. There are people who are locked up for a J, full bag, full zone. That's full pound, full plants. They're, they're lives. And here we are partaking in the nation's capital and we are armed for battle you as a human here on this earth here to shine you are armed for battle in ways that we've been taught to kind of dismiss you know we're taught to dismiss the fact that we are special each and every human being that has breath to breathe is special you are blessed with life and you don't have to have it we're very, very much made aware of that when you look at that body that has no life. It has every single thing that you're supposed to have to be a human except that spark called life. What is it that really makes you you? It's not being a woman. It's not being from D.C. It's not being a Gemini. It's not any of that. But somehow that eternal is that decided to walk around in a bodysuit decided to come here on a specific day. Why? Out of all these elements, you know, we have this plant that grew from the earth and we set fire to it and we blow it up in the air. You know, it needs the water to grow. We all chose a particular element and it, it is our strengths and our weaknesses that make us great when we come together. It takes all types to bring us together in this relative realm. We came from the absolute and we chose some things. We chose some things. Shout outs to the air. 
shout outs to the air signs and you choosing if you chose to be an air sign. I guess I'm starting with that because I'm a Gemini, you know, so for the Geminis and the Aquarians and the Libras. You chose to be air. You need air to breathe. Air is everywhere. You know, the sky, they say the sky is the limit. Well, the sky is an illusion. There actually is no sky. There's no sky. Air is everywhere. It's in outer space. It's here and now. It goes where it wants to go. It can be cold. It can freeze. It can be hot. It can burn. It can cool in a second. It can heat just like that. Air is mutable, transmutable. In different seasons, there's different airs. And when you are this person, you have this ability to move and to rise up and to ignite passion and to cool off and to modulate. There are things that come along with that gift. Somebody looked up at the people up in the air and said, but water, though. <laughs> water is life. Why you up here being air blowing all around? You know, the people, the people need water for life. Shout-outs to my water signs. Shout-outs to my Cancers. Shout-outs to my Scorpios. Shout-outs to my Pisces. You all know what people need, and you also know that most people don't know what they need. They know what they want, though. <laughs> oh, people know what they want, though. They don't know what they need. Most people, when they get what they want, they find out that it wasn't what they needed. How hard. Does your heart get broken? Man, pieces. So then came the earth signs. Look at here, water. <laughs> Why you up here dreaming this is real? <laughs> this is what's real because we're here now. Okay? Let me let me hold hold it down. Let me hold it down while y'all up here, air signs just dreaming, water sign just crying or frozen or rain or a cloud just doesn't know what it wants to do. Let me be a mountain. Let me be the sand. Let me be the foundation. Let me, let me, let me hold it down. Shout outs to my earth signs. Shout outs to the Capricorns. Shout outs to the Taurus. Shout outs to the Virgos. Shout outs to those that keep it real and know that they are the backbone or the backbone and everything and everyone is crazy. You are rational. But remember to smile, yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to those that remember to stay silly. You know. And then beneath it all, at the core of it all, there was a fire. There was a fire that said, Remember you are a star, motherfucker. <laughs> Stars are born. Not made. At the heart of all of it, you're a ball of fire. Get hot. Be passionate about life. God damn it. <laughs> Shout outs to my fire signs, yo. Shout outs to the fact that we are made of all of these elements. You are not just simply this one thing, you know? That's your sun sign. But the moon was somewhere when you were born. All the planets were somewhere. The entire celestial universe lined up in such a way that it only did for you and only you at this particular cross between longitude and latitude on this place called Earth. The stars lined up for you. And that goes for everybody. You are magical. And you chose to be magical. We are all super magical in our own ways. And your strengths can be your weaknesses. And your weaknesses are actually your strengths. You are super in all ways. We are all made to shine. 
And so oftentimes we really don't, we're not taught to appreciate life. In this earth, we're not taught to appreciate life. You think that life is a, is a you don't think it's a gift, you think it's a given. Something that somebody gave to you and you can give it back. Something you can get and be like, I don't want it, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Guess what? Life is precious. Life is precious. And for everyone who is here, it's important because there can be so many different circumstances that you can look at upon your life and wonder why. And I find myself saying this often, you know, it's only with pressure. It is only with pressure that you can become a diamond. So if you come here saying that I wanted to shine, you had to know beforehand. You had to know that you needed to be born into a life that would give you the pressure that would allow you to manifest this shine. You asked for it because you knew that you could overcome it. You knew that you could be better than and you could be beyond this. You negotiated everything, 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 everything to make you better. Believe that. Like we said before, the only difference is your idea and your belief for everything you've gone through. There's someone that's gone through more and is doing so much better. Your perspective is your reality <coughs> for real. We got some first world problems up here. We don't even know what real struggle is for real. Oh my goodness, living in America, wow. But it's perspective. We gotta be thankful at all times, be grateful at all times, no matter what, no matter what, no matter where. It's amazing how we can go to other places where they do not have these things, but they have the brightest smiles and the most joy, and they'll give you all of what little they have. Meanwhile, you have people who have everything and want to give you nothing. Whew. What a time to be alive, yo. Be the change, be the love, be the shine that you were born to be, yo. Be you in all your glorious, your glorious awesomeness. Shout outs to the May babies. It's about to be our time. Shout outs to the Tauruses and shout outs to the Geminis. Yes. <laughs> twerk. Twerk. So I know, wait, it's supposed <laughs> to be metaphysical, but uh, it's almost my birthday. Twerking is Month. metaphysical. Twerk. It literally is metaphysical. I, I could do a whole nother metaphysical on the, <laughs> on the twerk. Like I said, yo, if if life is divine, right? Make that big booty if twerk. If life is divine, what makes life? <laughs> Twerking. I'm just saying, that must be pretty heavenly then. It is. It must be sacred, the act that brings about life. Sex is not just, it's not disrespectful. It is never supposed to be disrespectful, no matter how nasty. You like that shit. Ah! <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're definitely going to be revisiting <laughs> twerking in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jay Mills, for that wisdom nugget filled it was metaphysical moment. Full of nuggets. It yeah. was. I thoroughly enjoyed filled nuggets. that. <laughs> um, wisdom filled. Wisdom filled. Wisdom filled. Wisdom filled. Wisdom. Wisdom. Um, we hope filled. you. We hope folks enjoy the show today. Nuggets. We hope you learned something. We hope you reflected on what your favorite albums were. We hope you learned a little bit about what's going on with DC politics. And uh, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next Tuesday. See Peace ya. out. Yep. Yep. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>